Yo, what's up, what's up? It's your man, Rock Cobain, and welcome back to the Cobain Report. Featuring myself, Rock Cobain. We got T-Mail in the building. Y'all make some noise. Today, we got a special guest, Woodrow the fucking entertainer. It's like, no, Woodrow the entertainer is in the what's building. The what's the deal? What's the what's deal? Snap it up for the homie. You know the vibes. Up. Welcome to the Cobain Report, bro. What's man, been up with you? Thank you for having me. First of all, oh man, you know it's nothing. We man, go back a long ways. I just been grinding, man. You know how I go. Yeah. Just, uh, you want me to go into this field now? Yeah. Or you want no, to talk go ahead. Tech? Talk your shit. You yeah. Know, I've been, um, I've been, I'm acting now. You know, I've been doing movies. Um, okay. I'm still doing Tubi, music. Tubi yep. movies. Tubi movies. I wanna. Hey, disclaimer. Cobain wanna be in a Tubi movie. Come put me in a Tubi movie. I need to be on a ghetto hero. Okay. You, you tell me. You don't wanna be a villain. I be shit, nigga. I think I'd be a good ass, uh, fake ass Tubi gangster. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm robbing everybody. I'm doing all the shit I want to do in real life. <laughs> All your come true. Yeah, nigga, I was in church, so I need to come out and do some of the shit I couldn't do. God damn it. Anyway, talk to me some more, man. Tell me about the music, man. Uh, so you know, I music? got my own studio now, Hitsville Studios, okay. finally. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I've been working with a lot of artists. What's the Instagram? Shout it out. Hitsville Studios. H-I-T-Z-V-I-L-E Studios. Okay. It ends with a Z. All right, located here in Detroit? It's in Redford. In Redford? Okay. So, yeah, y'all check out my man at Hitsville Studios, located in Redford. Woodrow the Entertainer, man. Black-owned business. Y'all support that, all right? All right? Other than that, brother, what's up? What's up? Talk to me, man. What's up in the hood? Man, I'm trying to get to that money. That money on? Yeah. That money on? That money on. we all trying to get to that money on. been treating you. It's been good. It's been good. I'm, uh, I'm new to it, but it's something I always wanted to do. It's kind of natural for me, so I'm just finally getting... Noticed a little bit and pulled in certain directions because people see what I've been doing. Yeah, what saying? movies you been in already, bro? Talk to him. Uh, let me pull out the list. Uh, mm. I almost choked on this little ass bottle of water. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So you got Did list. you say the list? list? Yeah, you got a list. Do I need to go to your IBDGMFMPLOP, whatever the name that damn website is? He's been working, working. There's a couple that's not on here because I just did a few. I know Coney. I know you was in a movie called Coney Island. I know that one. Coney, a stranger in our house. Okay. At what cost? By any means. Damn. God forgives I don't. Sloppy seconds. You was in Sloppy Seconds? Yeah, but I was extra. I yeah. love that movie. It's weird it. with the you little dog scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't want to run it for you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's yeah. It's back up now. It ain't on there. But, um, Why did they take it off? I guess Because of the dog scene? I guess it was too much outrage, I guess. Oh, no. That movie was good. I watched it. Mm. I actually watched it. Shout out to, uh, what's her name? Janaya? I think, uh, Jan- Janaya, I think it's her name. Uh, he said it was too much outrage, so it was a lot of controversy, huh? Man, that's this. So it's this Tubi group. I don't know if y'all in this Tubi group on Facebook. Yeah, but that Tubi group go crazy when it does. the movie drop. It do, and something crazy in the movie, they just talk about it for like they weeks. Do. Mm. They do, and yeah. to the point where that's that really be would be pushing the movies for real. You mm-hmm. know what I'm so, but I a lot of people watch that movie though because they the outrage was crazy. Niggas was watching it. Yeah, so for them to take it down is crazy. Um, that sound like uh, the, the first one we're gonna be jumping into. Yeah, man, a lot so of outrage and a lot of controversy with this. No, person. man. So I'm proud of you, Wood. Um, with all your accomplishments, uh, accomplishments, man. That's that's actually dope. Uh, I ain't know you were in so many movies, bro. Yeah, I got a bunch more. Right. Man, that's a Damn, blessing. you want to go the rest down the list? Going. I mean, go ahead. I got two episodes on the plant. I was an extra in uh, Blue Ice, Deceitful Family, What People Do for Money. That was an old movie, though. Um, on consignment, I actually scored that movie, and Damn. I got two songs uh, placed in that movie as well. Okay. And her husband's enemy. I wasn't in the movie, but I got a song placement in the movie. Okay. Okay. 
Oh. That matters too, though, low key. Because you still growing with your little IBBM, whatever that thing is yeah. called. So that's about 10 movies you just named, bro. And then I think I just did like two more. I can't remember the name of them right now. That's crazy. I ain't so are you, are you pushing more into being an actor than a rapper now? No, I'm doing both of them. Okay. Okay. And it ain't just it ain't just rapping, you know what I'm saying? I also on the production side, you know, yeah. I'm a producer, you do. engineer, engineer, songwriter. Make beats. Yeah, you do. Now I'm, I think now I got I'm a couple joints from yeah. So that's a whole another bag right there. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Proud of you, bro. So Proud on, of you, brother. So on both ends with the movies and the uh, music, you in front of the camera and behind the camera, which one you think is uh more like your your speed, which one you like the most? Being an artist more, you know what I'm saying, but I know that's, I gotta, you know how the game go, you get older, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you switch into I always wanted to branch off into acting as I got older anyway. Yeah. And I actually just posted uh, a manifestation I posted like 10 years ago on Facebook. I was like, I want to rap, I want to own my own business, start my own business, then I want to uh, branch off into acting as I get older. And you and did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all that. That's the vibes. So. So the artistry, that was the first love. That's Black Boy Joy. Yeah. Black Boy Joy right there, champion. That's love. Black excellence at its best. Speaking of Black Boy Joy, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and kick this off for our first topic. Hey, man, Charleston White got his ass whooped. Uh, oh, I don't know if that's the way I was supposed to intro that, but I'm going to say it. My man's uh, Charleston. My uh, man's what y'all Charleston. think about your man's getting his ass tossed up like a Tupac song? Oh, man. I, I let the guest speak on that. Like, uh, how you feel about that? You got to keep your head on the swivel, man. You got to keep your head on the swivel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was watching the wrong nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was watching the wrong nigga. He so said, I he take said, it you did see the video. Yeah, I seen no, it. All right, all right. He said that one ad wasn't, uh, it wasn't working right. So that's what he oh, said. That. He said that. <laughs> so, so my man caught him. That's what he said. I forgot, dog, when he had one eye. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a little bit harder. To, yeah, you got to keep that joint on the swivel. Yep. Yeah. I yep. thought he was just... Cross out a little bit. Nah, it's no, a glass eye. It's I think a glass that joint eye. is not oh, effective at all. But <laughs> that joint is out of commission. But both of y'all being entertainers, like, uh, how would y'all handle, you know, an unruly crowd? Because he said that's what the case was. You know, somebody was heckling him. So how would y'all handle that? Hmm. So see, that's tough. It yeah. is. I think being a, a rapper or entertainer in that capacity is a little bit different because if you really kind of paid your dues and went through and, you know, built your chops and all that. You done been in a lot of unruly and a lot of environments, karaoke's and all kind of wild shit where people ain't paying you no attention anyway. So you kind of get, um, you know, you just go up there and you knock shit out the park like you're used to doing. Um, but I think as being a comedian, kind of, you, you need that crowd engagement. So, you know, as a musician, you cool with the crowd engagement, but you just rocking your song. You know your record. So you up there knocking that shit out, you know what I'm saying? You doing the dance moves. If you got dance moves, you 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 making sure that you not honestly, bro. <laughs> as an artist, you trying to remember every motherfucking word. If you got a whole bunch of songs and a whole bunch of records, because mm-hmm. you done wrote so many records, you like, fuck, what's the line? What's the next line? You know what I mean? Man, that's the part. Me personally, me. go ahead, tell me how you feel about it, Wood. Man, I forget, you still I active as an entertainer. I forget. I'm not acting. I'm active. I, that's what I said. You still oh, active as an entertainer. No, I'm currently <laughs> deactivated. I'm on the I'm on the bench as an entertainer right well, now. No, let me get let me get that straight. So I I actually been on the bench for the last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? But I did it to myself because I wanted to build up my my studio and everything else. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I had a lot going for myself yeah. before I stopped. You had yeah. And I had to. Re- as long as I don't know you, bro, you've been very consistent when it comes to music. And I want this shit, bro. I ain't playing. I ain't gonna hold you up. I mean, I know at least uh, uh, I, I can talk solid years. I know you've been going, you know, and not 
wavering and still keeping it going even when others have kind of been like, ah, I ain't going to make it. I'm just straight. You know what I mean? You just keep rocking with it. And I, that's what I'm – I mean, I, I'm proud of you, dog, for all your accomplishments, um, not giving up on just – and it's, it's a tough field. It's a lot of people that want to do this. It's a lot of Super people that want to be entertainers. It's oversaturated, but the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Debatable, but yeah. You say what? Debatable, but yeah. It's an old argument. We ain't about to do that. But no, yeah. that's real. No, we got time. Shit. What up? We got um, we shit. We on get to, uh, this the podcast. Yeah, let them get to the controversy first. Okay, as far as like how, how you would handle, you know, uh an unruly crowd. An unruly crowd. Yeah. Uh first of all, I probably caused it. Have you ever been to one of my shows? No, I haven't had the pleasure. Did you just win the competition for Lil John's song or something like that? That was crazy. Uh, I did a faking, uh, faking the band show, and okay. I, uh, I performed as Lil John. It's like it's kind of like trap karaoke kind of. Yeah, you went ham though. I, yeah. I seen it. I think he shared it. Didn't he? Didn't Lil John share it or something like that? Or yeah, he, he liked viewed it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah he liked it. Ooh, that's that's big. That's big. He liked it, but uh, yeah, I went crazy. You know, and my energy, my, my energy kind of matched Lil John energy music anyway. Mm-hmm. So I really just performed how I perform. <laughs> And was playing his music, so it was easy. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I perform like that anyway. Yeah, you do. So very high energy crowd, very lit, very songs uh, always. Really crowd though, like <laughs> get the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> so you went and did it no, no different. No, 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 no. So in a situation like that, for one, you gotta read, relax, and relate. So. Nigga, don't move past that that quick. We black. You know you got to put in the book for us. Slow it down. Read, relax, and relate. All right, explain that. Explain that. Just pay attention to your surroundings. Okay, you talking shit to some niggas or to a nigga. Was you paying attention to who he was with? He might have came with 30 niggas, and they over there. Mm -hmm. And then you over here, and now you done got tackled this way. You know what I'm saying? Or some shit like that. Because your eye couldn't catch up. For one, you got to keep your your shit together. You know what I'm saying? If you got an entourage, you you know, they got to be on point Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. But I try not to get into shit like that because shit can get too wild, too many people. But would you engage with the crowd? Like, if you see that it's already escalating and, you know what I'm saying? Like, he he was straight up like, niggas out here with Kobe Bryant jerseys on. Damn, niggas, it's 40 other. You, you just go specifically say the nigga with the jersey? Are you just talking to me, nigga? Nah, you could have said I mean, it. but he a comedian, so that's that's what he... He's he's there to speak to them. You know what I'm saying? He ain't, like, doing no songs. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't necessarily have to. I wouldn't call that nigga a comedian, bro. I wouldn't get that nigga to, uh, I wouldn't get that nigga that, like. So what they you booking, just him, what they like booking him for? I, I, it ain't even, bro, I ain't gonna hold you up. It ain't even, I don't like Charleston, bro. I, I, I respect the message Charleston has yeah, for he, our he community. Yeah, he definitely more than, I ain't wanna just say like. Nah, he's he a motivational kind of nigga. He, but, I, I like, so what I like is Charleston's but, message. I don't like his method. You get what I'm saying? I fuck with his message. I think that the stuff that he's saying about us stepping up, being men in our households again, not letting not our wrong. daughters and do, he ain't wrong with nothing what he's talking. It's the way the nigga coming across. But think about it like this. If he didn't say it like that, well, we'd pay that shit. Any and attention? he got a video where he just said, right. when I had on bow ties and I was in a shitty government and I was running with RuPaul drag show and we you niggas wasn't watching. Was. Yeah, but as all, soon as I turn all. around and be crazy and buy some gold change and turn my eye, you niggas watch. He ain't capping. But, nah, nah. But it's the right? way the world is. It's just... If you want to reach a certain demographic of people, bro, you have to be able to relate to them on a different level. The people who you're going after is not the niggas that you're talking to. You talking, you trying to, yeah, y'all got to take care of your wife. These niggas sell dope and shit. They don't give a fuck. Your message needs to be the m- middle class people who actually can hear what the fuck you're saying and understand it. The you people think, who you, you trying to you reach. They don't hear what he's saying and they don't understand what the fuck he's saying. The niggas not listening. A nigga still going to sell dope 
right tomorrow. They don't give a fuck about them kids, none of that shit. Charleston gonna talk itself blue with the crowd that he's trying to reach to. You need to reach to a different type. I, I personally, like, this might always live by a cuz, probably, you know. I don't expect an A-plus from a C student. Mm. These niggas, is, be grateful that the niggas C. That's his maximum capacity. You got to gauge him and where he at. A C is his maximum. Let the nigga be a C student. Mm. Reach out to your niggas who getting A's. Push them niggas up. That's who you. That's that's what you're trying to do, right? Black family, uh, teach man, pick, pull your pants up, all that kind of shit. Them little niggas, the niggas who you trying to reach with the gold chains, them niggas ain't listening to you, cuz. But you know, unfortunately. So they whooping your ass because they not hearing you. Unfortunately, I mean, they ain't whooping Martin Luther King he, ass he, like that. He say he disrespect rappers because of the way, uh, I, I guess, based off the shit they rap about. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah, right. Now, I don't even know if he really listening to everybody to even mm-hmm. say stuff like that, but when he disrespect people specifically, they got music. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Well, it depends on who, because I mean, a nigga like you, I don't, I don't too many hear too many of your records out here. I'm shooting them too. Your shit be dance music, party anthems, and all that, right? So I be calling girls bitches and shit though. I mean, that's he do too. <laughs> he do too. He call these hoes bitches too. <laughs> like we all call. I mean, it's what it is. I think, <laughs> it, like I said, bro, his message I think is correct, but the method that he's going and probably the demographic that he's trying to reach is a little crazy. For but, what he's trying to pull. But to your point, as far as like uh, the message and who he's talking to, unfortunately, I remember in school, like the the kids that got in trouble, those are the ones that the teachers took the time out with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and of course, they had to because they distracted the class the most. But those are the ones that, you know, um, got the attention. So it's like, I mean, how he going to present this message? He, no, like yeah. he said, he can't be up there, you know, with the bow tie on and stuff like that because they're not going to listen, you know? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, that's just how it goes. Um, no, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. The uh, I don't know though, bro. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You just throwing on the gold chain and putting on some, some, and then this nigga 50, it goes back to what we were talking about in episode one. You know what I mean? Like, you trying to reach a different a demographic, but nigga, you just need to go back to the suits and shit, bro. After that ass whooping you took, uh, you might as well wrap it up. Uh, but anyway, about this ass whooping that he took, <laughs> so you get beat up, so you get beat up one time and fuck the message. Mm-mm. Maybe at fifty, <laughs> go sit your ass down somewhere, my nigga. <laughs> you maybe. maybe shit. I mean, I ain't in the mood to take too many more ass whoopers at forty. So at his age, goddamn, Not sit fair, your man. ass. You just got your ass Molly Walk with a Green Bay Packer. I always goddamn. wonder why niggas always try him. Like, do he just talk crazy to everybody, or because he talk crazy online, niggas want to try him? Like, what? Which I is think it? is. That, I think it's a little bit of both. Go ahead. I'm I sorry. think I think it's that what you said as far as like uh, he talked crazy, so people want to try him. You know what I'm saying? And it is one of them situations. Unfortunately, you know that's how it go. Um, that's the space he in. You know, so that kind of come with that territory. It's like an artist. Mm. You know, if an artist talking gangster, you know what I mean. Once, uh, you know, they come to the city for whatever reason, somebody want to try him. Mm. You know, and I mean, Charleston, you know, he gonna be here next month. Um, so he coming to the wrong city with that shit. Yeah, uh, he yeah. better fix the message before you get to Detroit, cause they gonna beat your ass with some buff song, boy. <laughs> and uh, ain't yeah. nobody stopping Detroit niggas. I don't care if you bring hey, what, Dewberry, Hughberry, Stewberry too. You'll niggas is whooping that ass. You will get him on here. It, I would bring his ass here because I think that I would have the same conversation with him about literally, bro. I, I, I'm very receptive of the message, you know what I mean? Being a father, being a black guy who's who's trying in life, you know what I mean? Trying to, went to college, all that kind of stuff. I understand exactly what you're saying because your message relates to a nigga like me. 
But does your message relate to a nigga who's already thrown it away and ready to crash out? He ain't listening to you, bro. He ain't trying to hear that shit. He gonna sell dope. He gonna whatever. It's a certain demographic of niggas that just don't care what you're talking about. They gonna continue to wake up. That's what they do. That's just what they do. The niggas who whooped his ass probably is niggas who just ain't trying to hear that shit. They wearing jerseys and shit. Like, he always say that shit. Niggas that's wearing Michael Jordan's and basketball jerseys is causing the most drama at anything. Any family function, any bar, it's always a nigga with jerseys and Jordans on. I mean, but that ain't shit but ageism. This is a demographic of niggas who still wear jerseys. Nah. So that's a demographic of men. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's and, and, and honestly, he was going off of he was going off of like a, I say like a, a political stance because you go to uh, like the clubs, um, a certain age group. That's what they got, you know, posted. You know what I mean? As no far jeans, as like, no gym yeah, shoes. no jerseys. It's specific. No jerseys, no, no baggy pants. You know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So, I mean, uh, he knew what he was doing when he did that. As far because he, I mean, he poking at you know the big. He was. You know what I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. So if you watch the video, um, which the videos everywhere. If you guys want to find the videos, probably on I Twitter, see how it started. Instagram, it, a lot of everywhere. You can kind of see uh, he was coming out on stage to do his show. He started getting heckled and. Um, he started to actually go back and forth with somebody that was in the crowd, which is crazy. Because if you're there to get your bag and you're there to get the back end, like he showed us that he got, the focus should be on the paper. Not with these people who not getting paid to be here is out here talking about doing, right? Right. Get through your set and get the fuck off. And go. Now you didn't took an ass whooping for nothing. You already had the back end. It ain't that important. So you got an ass whooping and still got the back end. That's dumb as shit. But he admitted. I'd have got the fuck on so as soon as got, I got the back so end. So he got the back end plus tax. He definitely got plus taxed. But okay. he admitted, like, his whole thing and why he uh, reacted, why he did, he said he blew the show. He said he couldn't get, you know, the crowd back. Yeah, so, so he was like, should I go viral? <laughs> I'm just going to fuck it. I'm going viral. Yeah, yeah, Niggas do viral. anything for clout. Yeah, you didn't took viral. an ass whooping for clout. And at that age, like, that's what At 50 years old, with one yeah. eye, you took an ass whooping for clout. Yeah, that's Fuck it, I'm just going to go viral. The nigga hit a nigga with a flower pot, bro. Yeah. Yeah. A flower yeah. pot was your weapon of choice. Did you yeah. see how he swung the mic? Nigga, <laughs> 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 tell about, I didn't bring my mace, my pepper spray, nothing. I just got caught slick. Yeah, you got your ass handed to you in Texas on some bullshit. In your home state. That's where you from. That's your hood. Nah, yeah. where, is his, where is his fucking security? Dewberry, another 50-year-old nigga out there. He was there. He 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 pitched in a little bit. You know what I mean. But the the clout it is like you said at an all time high. You know, uh, man, whack one hundred. You know. The, oh man, that's another situation. Yeah, we talking about clout. We might as well go on into a topic that I don't want to talk about. Um, I'm a, so this part of the show, <laughs> like I told y'all, his views and opinions are not mine, and mine are not his. So this part of the show, we're gonna talk about something real touchy, some real sensitive. So. If you a whole ass nigga, get out the room. Uh, <laughs> Tremel, go on, tell him what you want to talk about, bro. I'm, I'm, I can't do this with you, man. I love this nigga Nip, man. So, so I'm a big fan of Nip too, real big fan. You know what I mean? Uh, honestly, my brand was inspired, you know, through Nip with the uh, Crenshaw brand, his whole like marathon and everything. And uh, this week, um, Wack 100 was on a show. You know, he was on a platform and he was speaking on Nip. You know, and he claimed that it's a tape sex tape that, you know, Nip was engaged in with uh, another individual. And this individual was supposed to be, you know, doing his uh, baby mama. And he said he needed some motivation, so he called, you know, his homeboy through. Um, the video, it haven't surfaced. You know, don't know if the video is legit, but this is what we're talking about with the clout. You know, like, this man is 
no longer here, you know. So, how you feel about Wack bringing something like that up? Man, why this? Why keep like, bro? So now Nip is like Adam Twenty Two. That's what that's what Adam Twenty Two said. That's what he said. He said, "So you telling me he worse than me?" He said that. I mean, I don't. I don't. Who else did that? Diddy. Yeah. Yeah, freakyniggas.com. Never be that serious. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But I don't believe it. I didn't need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? We could have lived happy lives without that information. Um, I don't understand what your motivation was for bringing that shit up. I mean, like I, I feel but like not, clout. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about whack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, he a whack ass I mean, nigga, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. his name stay everything for him. I'm Man. staying out of this topic because y'all already know how I feel about the hood stuff. You feel me? It's always gonna be neighborhood around here with me. So I'm gonna stick out of this. And I'm gonna let Tremel have his shine time. But I'm gonna say what I got to say, Nipsey. I don't know, man. I hope it ain't true, bro. That's I all that I got to say. You look like a stand-up gentleman to me, so how you can't stand up, <laughs> gentlemen? Nah, nah, First of all, pause. Immediate <laughs> pause. 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 <laughs> it, hey, it blew my mind. Like he even uh, felt comfortable talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, like, like again. You know, he he gone. He been gone for you know a little a little while now, and you gonna like you know try to like put all these things on this man's name. You know what I mean? Like, um, but. You know, what do you think as far as uh, the the motivation was behind it? You know, I mean, you know, they got their history. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they definitely got history. They got they got deep history. So, um, like you said, it's a lot of LA history in that. Um, but to talk about a man who's dead in that way is an ultimate clout chase. It's disrespectful, and it that's is. what that's what that's what niggas is doing nowadays. But that like might just be shit. our community because niggas talk about Elvis and all these niggas all day, and ain't nobody uh, heartbroken all that. So. But our community, I think, holds Nipsey at a high regard for his message that he had out, right? So it's kind of like, if you look along the walls here, they have a lot of great people. So it's like somebody bringing a story against Martin or Malcolm or the Which minister. they have. You know what I mean? With Martin, they have. For the black community, we looking like, don't talk about it. But it kind of goes back to, you know, how we treat our pastors and our people that's in authority or people who have been in a, a, a high figure role to us. You know, we give them a pass on a lot of bullshit. You know, so whether it's true or not, I don't know, but I'm going to respect the message that Nip had out. You know, what niggas do in their bedrooms, I feel like it's their own fucking, I mean, that's between you and God anyway, right? I ain't in that bitch. Yeah, that ain't, ain't my ain't business. You. I ain't trying to, I ain't that trying ain't, to be in that bitch. That ain't either. our business. You so, know what? It's always some stuff wax in, always that ain't got shit to do. Well, be in our business. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's not our business. It ain't even his business. Because like, Wack like con Wack is a nigga who like uh he like he like for his name to ring from bullshit. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. In a game of content, clout chaser, bro. that's the game. That's the shit you got to do. But he with. stay relevant. We talking about him right now because and, and that's he keep the whole talking shit about you know what I mean. And that's the same thing Charleston was doing. That's why I say if he didn't say it in this way, would we even care? Would we even know about it? And like you said, so that's the game of content. So how far and what's the extreme you think that, you know, um, what's the line you cross when it comes to, like, you know, going for the content? Man, I'm not breaking my character for nobody unless it's anger. Then You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I got some control over it, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, emotions are, they yeah. just stay real. That's what but no, at the end of the day, that's the black man, 
needs to control their emotions. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the problem with everybody today. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because we definitely have that stigma of being an angry black man. And you have, you know, the angry black woman stigma. Um, oh, that's a that's, that's definitely out here about us. But at the end of the day, I don't think that Car Charleston is necessarily an angry black man. I just feel like he's pushing that message on a dead horse. Nobody's hearing that shit. You preaching to the choir. You know, nobody, they, the people who, they just not hearing that shit, bro. I mean, Street niggas so, not listening to this nigga. They laughing at this nigga for sure. They watching the nigga, but they ain't hearing that shit, man. He ain't even. So nah, who bro. is reaching? Who is reaching everybody? Like if that's if if that sexy if that's red. The, if that's the Sukihana. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, <laughs> brown and all that. Yeah. They want to switch. You don't think they want to switch? I mean, that's what's being promoted. Pause. Hey, bro. I'm crazy. just. I'm just. I'm just rapping lyrics. What did you mean by that? They just want to switch. <laughs> Switch. That's. I mean, that's the record, right? That's what's being played every day, all day, along internet content is. No, I'm talking about like I understand that that's getting through. That's what's being pushed. That's the message. But, but as far as like the message that he's trying to push, like okay, if that's not the right way to go about pushing that message, then what is? They're not playing it. We know this. We we know how. I mean, radio promoters and programmers program the music. They're not putting in anything that's teaching us how to be anything. What name one number one song that put on for the like really talk like what? Give me one, one record. It's been a long time. One record. Jesus walks. <laughs> I was gonna say that right, but you're probably right. I can't think of another record that has been something that promoted you know us being great fathers, great family figures, going to work even. How about that? Everybody's I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a hustler. It's nothing wrong with punching in, bro. I know niggas who live. Great lives. I'm not downplaying entrepreneurs at all. I know niggas who live great lives off punching in though. Great I lives. I feel like you got to do both. If you if you bought that entrepreneur life, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because it can get slow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It should get real. Mm -hmm. I feel like you should do both. So I can probably speak to this category a little bit or this topic a little bit harder. Um, I own my own business. You know, I started a store at 35 years old, I think it was, Dow House in Lansing. Right. Um, and... I, everybody knows I'm a social worker, you know, by trade. I've gone to college, got my degree for social work, been doing a lot of years. I left the social work industry and just opened a business, literally, right? Um, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of all that. So, uh, but I'm back in the work field now because for me at that point in time, the entrepreneur life wasn't for me at that specific time in life. I have a 10-year-old. I have children, you know what I mean? I can't wait for the downtime compared to other entrepreneurs who can work through the downtime. I need it to be all the time. I need to know what's happening so that I can plan for my life's journeys, you know? And I, I really live by your kids then ask to be here. So sometimes you have to make those kind of sacrifices to say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I, I swear to God, I want to do this so bad, but I can't go through the financial downtimes because rent, lights, cable, Clothes, shoes, socks, T-shirts, drawers, all that stuff happens daily, monthly. Like it's not just a, all right, I can, I'm up six thousand. That's cool, but everybody's not a person who's like, you know, some people just need to punch in, dog. You know, it's cool too, and we have to change like the vibe of niggas punching in because what we're doing is teaching these young kids that you got to be a rapper, you got to be a boxer, you got to be something like that that's gonna be. 
you know, easy, quick, fast money or whatever. But back in our day, before I was even, bro, they went to Ford and Chrysler and GM and the plant and UPS. You wanted jobs. Niggas wanted the post office. Niggas wanted that. Now niggas laughing at you for working at FedEx. They laughing at you for working at UPS. These are jobs niggas really wanted when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really wanted these joints. Now it's like, ugh, nigga, you work for the post office? Well, it's a reason for that. One, what they post, what they paying now, they was paying back then. But back then, it, that was considered a lot of money to be being paid. Now that's damn near minimum wage. Well, the pandemic changed a lot. Yeah. Um, so, shout out to the pandemic. Yes, shout out to the pandemic. Uh, shout One time out. for the pandemic. Two times for the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, with that, I think that with that influx of money that came in, right, uh, people kind of got used to people being able to spend that kind of money. So when we were up, I mean, they were giving out $600, $700 a week. Niggas ain't, I know niggas who won't make that. Nah, niggas, I know niggas who don't make $100 a day right now, bro. That was the false right. sense of security. For real. Yeah. Niggas, $12, you make $12, $13 an hour. I mean, I know niggas who don't make $100 a day right now. So they passing you out $100 a day to sit at home. Niggas got used to it. So everybody jacked up the prices. Food prices went up. Car prices went up. Everything went up. But then when they snatched the money, all that shit stayed up. That's the problem. But nobody, the, our money went down. Or you know the the regular average job. It, it stayed the same. Or it didn't. It went up, but it went up a little bit, not too much. Yeah, inflation. It ain't go up enough. It's always gonna be inflation, right? But I believe the pandemic pushed inflation at a crazy pace for those two to three years, and now, you know, niggas don't got the money like that. You know what I mean? So I don't see nothing wrong with punching in, dog. You know what I mean? I have lived a great life. I've raised all my children off punching in. You know, my kids are successful. My kids are clean cut. You know, they all, they spoiled as hell beyond. But I've been able to do that off punching in. Everybody, that's not everybody's journey, but we yeah, need everybody's to, some. We need consistency at the end of the day, like you said. Yeah. That's, that's where, that's where it's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because it could be a month, you don't make nothing. But yeah. can you actually survive and not make nothing? You still got to eat every day. You might yeah. have kids. You got yeah. bills. You might have girls. Yeah. You might have two girls. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For sure. But you got to make, I just think that you got to, we got to stop making it look like it's crazy. Like his message on dudes being men and getting back to the, to the mm -hmm. old fashioned way. I believe I, I fuck with Charleston for his message, you know, but his, his, I just think his delivery is a little wrong. So, but to the point he was saying, as far as like, how do you deliver the message? You know what I mean? Like, um, they need I, to change the music. That's a big thing. You know music what I mean? Music is With the, it, bro. It's, yeah. it's the, like I said in the, in the first episode, it's really the pulse to our life. It, I mean, some of my best memories are always equated with a song. You ask me right now, Drew Hill, tell me. I can tell you what girl I, what, who was my girlfriend, where I was at when I first saw the video, all that. I'll st I'm going to just start stomping. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, you hear me? <laughs> but, no, you know mu what I mean? music is definitely emotional and it uh, got like a, um, a psychological attachment to it, you know. But as far as that, you know, position uh charleston taking for you know i don't want to call him an activist but taking on like you know trying to keep the people in line and stuff like that that's a difficult position to be in you know when you got mothers talking to their kids like how he talking to the you know mm -hmm. to the people in general you know what mm -hmm. i mean like it's some mothers that's called talking to their kids i know i know mothers that you know call their kids out of their names you know what i mean like and that's mama you know so all right so y'all remember old boy bunk 
Oh yeah, yeah boom gang. You his know, mama. Yeah, yeah. If you've been watching Instagram, his mama been going crazy on him on the internet because he changed over to. Oh, he was John Gabbana, but now I think it's something about John Bible or John something. Yeah, with the, yeah, he's he, changed. He holds, he's yeah, converted yeah, he, to Christianity. Yeah, yeah, he holy now. Like he's super saved now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but his mom got on and was like, you know, you didn't have to go through all of this and basically downplaying his testimony, right? So he got on and he said what he had to say. He's like, you know, you can't change how my truth is. Like you can't change my narrative of what the truth is of growing up in the house with you. She came on that mud, called him every B word, every everything in the world, bro. You had to go to his page and check and it out. That, check out his Instagram. Ty Tribbett even commented on the video and was like, bro, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, I feel so bad for you that you got to go through this. And he like, I've been dealing with this my whole life. This she, my mama. She kind of proved what he was trying to say, it seemed like. Yeah, you know, but yeah. but that's what I'm saying. You got, you, and especially with uh, young men, because the, the mothers, they can't, you know what I mean, be a, a man, of course. So they are like over aggressive, you know what I mean? Especially with uh, how they communicate with their sons. Yeah, because so, they want to, they want to show them how to be quote unquote men. Perfect example is Krishan, right? Oh yeah. Since she yeah. had her baby, she just wears hats to the side and dressed like a, a boy because her thought process is he don't have an in house daddy every day, so I gotta be more masculine so that he won't be feminine. That's not always she said true. That? Yeah, she said that. If you notice, yeah, it's on her page. All that she she, that's her reasoning for if you notice since she had her baby, she dressed more masculine now. Is because she wants him to see. That's her thought process, right? But who knows? Does she have a dad in the house? Who knows what her, what her actual like? Who knows what she had? Who knows what her uh, fucking role models and shit were growing up? So yeah, all that all that matters. Childhood trauma, all that follow you. Oh, childhood trauma, all the way up to the day you die. And and that's what that lead to. It lead to relationships. Childhood trauma is one of the things that truly can lead you down a horrible path as a parent. You know, I live an hour and a half away from my kids, right? So I don't have the luxury of, all right, I can go after school and go see my son, even if it's 15 minutes or 10 minutes. So I make sure I FaceTime them. I call them. We have group chats. We text all the time. I am a in, like I'm there. I'm a present dad. Even if I'm not present, I'm present. You know what I mean? I take my weekends. If I have free time, first thing I'm doing is, all right, drop them off, bring them to me or whatever. You know what I mean? Because kids don't necessarily need you to go spend a whole bunch of money on them. They just want time. time and attention. They want to be around you, see you, deal with you, just be under you. They're your bloodline, your seed. So they have that inherent thing that calls and draws them to you because it's your DNA. It's your blood. So it should be something in you that attracts to them naturally. You know what I mean? So they want to see you. They want to be around. They want to do all that. So like I said, his message about fathering and parenting and doing all that is correct. I just think he he need to figure out another way to do it. And you, you, you spoke know? on your pops. Uh, that leading to the last one. So uh, your pops uh, met your mom in church, right? Yeah. So I forgot about this topic. Yeah, so yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah um, relationships in church. You know how you feel about uh, relationships in church. Um, so I believe that church can give a false security when it comes to relationships. Mm. When you meet these people, you meet them at church. Usually when you go to church, you have on your Sunday morning face, your Sunday morning clothes, your Sunday morning attitude, your Sunday morning persona, right? But you don't know them for real. You don't know if they go, you don't know how they are when they live. You know, all you see is the clean presentation. You don't know how they really are. It gives you a false sense of hope because you're like, oh, Sister Johnson over there looking good as, oh, girl, them stockings. Come on around for offerings. You get the Sister Johnson house. 
Sister Johnson house looking like uh, Deacon Johnson, uh, somebody, she need to be him, not her, because the house clean looking like basketball flows and all kind of crazy stuff. It just gives you a false security and a false sense of who they are. Now, as my pop said, you're supposed to collect data and do all that dating and all that kind of stuff, right? Church people don't really date like that, though. They date in church. Or they, they well, I'll, I'll say old school church people, because nowadays... They get straight to it. These nowadays. church people, they're not the same as what I grew up with when I'm talking about, you know, Deacon Hattie or Sister Melinda or these people, these old school. You know what I mean? I'm talking from where I came from. You know, my my days. I'm a, I was born in the 80s. So that's 40 years ago now. God damn. Exactly. No, <laughs> nah, nigga, Sorry. for sure. I'll be 40 this year. God <laughs> but damn. I'm still lit and just might take your trick. Say no. <laughs> My son already know I'm lit. I don't, he know the vibes with me. He's been with me his whole life. <laughs> so, so, would you attending church and everything you uh, think is what good you or think bad? About church, like, you man? know, um, finding um, somebody in shit. church. Um, Are you active in church or, or do you go to church? Are you in church? N- not right now, no. Before you've been you in, church in church before? I did grow up in church. Did you see any successful relationships come out of that? Yeah, I see I see a bunch of marriages and I seen a bunch of failed marriages too. But I see the more traditional living mm-hmm. people more so attend church. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of everybody, but for the most part I see more so what well, the older the older folks getting married. It's some younger folks who get married like uh it's uh my coach and his wife rest in peace who just passed away. Mm-hmm. His nephew just took over his father's church, uh, House of Prayer and Praise on Six Mile. Yeah, in I know him, Wyoming. Steve the Bennett's. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know Bishop Bennett. I know Steve Bennett. Uh, go back with them a long time. They were part of Full Gospel Baptist with my dad, so I actually grew up with them. Hop, House of Prayer and Praise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but go ahead, finish your I, story. I, Don't I, let me. Uh, yeah, I watched them. Them ain't got to be your niggas just because they mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I see. You know, he's a young pastor. He's married. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I see. I haven't really got into church and to see how the young folks are with their relationships. But I can only imagine it's probably like high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've just never had, I've, I've seen examples of relationships and marriages in church. Have they been successful all the time? No, but I, I what I will say is I've seen those relationships last a little bit longer. I don't know if it's the whole community. You know, divorce is not an option because of Christianity thing. But I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of dirty stuff go down inside of marriages that's lasted the longest, right? Yes. Um, but I think, you know, they say through better or worse and all that kind of good stuff. And I mean, I done seen some of the worst. You know, I You seen some of the best too. Like you like you said, I've had the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was one scenario, right? Compared to so both sides of my family are church people, right? My side of family, Davis are my dad's a pastor. His grandfather was a pastor. On my mom's side, she's a preacher. Her dad was a pastor, and his dad was whatever, preaching, elder, deacon, whatever. So both sides of my family go back to great-grandparents of being in church. So I've seen, yes, a great marriage that lasted 60 years? 62. 62 mm. years, right? Mm. So I've seen the best of the best, but I've also seen marriages that lasted 40 and 50 years, and a guy has four and five kids outside the marriage. So I've seen both sides of longevity, but I mean, different viewpoints and different kind of, you know, end results. You got one guy who, you know, smoked cigarettes and had a little wine here and there, but he was integral. He went home to his wife every day. You know, he didn't have outside children. Then I had another man who, 
he was holier than I, you know, speaking in tongues, shouting, doing all that. But he had all the hoes. I think I think it boiled down to though uh, when it comes to I'm talking, bro. I'm not even gonna get in this conversation because my mom just went on a tangent about this about people talking about the family on these podcasts and all that, and I'm not about to go there because. But see, see, I, I what, gotta speak my truth though. But, but what I say, you know the vibes. But I say it boiled down to uh, what he's talking about with our grandparents. He believed in church, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people playing church, you know, it's like so it's a big difference. Like nowadays it's even worse. Yeah, they're not even playing. They just uh they just showing up. So it's a big difference. We're gonna touch on that. That'll be another another, you know, show. Yeah. But uh like you said, it's seen, you know, all of those different dynamics, you know, within like uh the church when it came to relationships, you know. Uh seeing dudes coming to church every Sunday with a different wife. You know what I mean? Like, no, for real. Every Sunday. Yeah. You know, and he That's would introduce tough. them. You That's know, tough. Like it he was introduced the first. them? Yes. Yes. Each, each time. Like it was the first. You know, so, I mean, play like I said, we, we uh, go into that. You That's know, crazy. But, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you got a lot of different dynamics. Yeah. The same church? The same, same church. church. Different women. And every Sunday. I yep. think another thing that I notice is it doesn't allow you to know what their true, like, work ethic is. And, like, what's their drive? Because all you really see is the Sunday appearance, right? So you don't get to see, like, you know, just her drive for real or his drive. Because you got a lot of dudes who dress up for church and look good, but they go home sleeping in their mom's basement. So we can't just put it all on the girls because it's both sides of this. You know what I mean? You got bum dudes, but they dress up so good. But they don't tell you that they got an alcohol addiction. They don't tell you soon as we leave church. I'm going to get a bottle and we turn it, you know what I mean? So you get to see, it. Get, like I said earlier, it gives you a false sense of security about a person. Yeah, I see what you say. I'd rather meet you in the club and know you a, a, uh, you like to twerk and you whatever than to meet this facade and then get home. And I'm like, damn, she don't even clean up. You know what I'm saying? Like this ain't, but she look good in stockings and in, 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 in a church in a St. John suit. You know? So that's, that's my, real. I don't know. That's my own little personal uh, spiel about it. Y'all drop what y'all want to drop in the comments too. Let us know what y'all feel about it. Um, we gonna go. We gonna go more into this uh, as far as you know, church relationships and yeah, just, we gonna uh, talk a lot about church this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that's some of the dynamics you see. Like you said, as far as guys, uh, you know, putting a representative on coming into church on Sunday and then, you know, taking it off after you leave out, you know, as far as like... And they the biggest dope dealer in the world. We're going to wrap this episode up. Thank Uncle you. Ray, thank you for having us in your boom, boom room. We'll be back. Pause. <laughs> Next, that was uh, crazy. This is Uncle... Listen. What did you mean by that? This is Uncle Ray's boom, boom room. It is the room that we may have to get a little boom, boom. <laughs> you ain't never watched Life? Yeah, Paul. You see Ray's boom boom room? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm joking. Damn, man. Shout out to Uncle Ray for holding us down. Nah, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, the, the thank you for guest. having our, well, thank you for having our special guest today. Yeah, shout out to Woodrow the Entertainer. Hopefully, we'll have him a few more times this season. I want y'all to comment, like, subscribe, share, tune in to the Cobain Report featuring Rock Cobain and T Mail. See y'all next week. We out. It's a rap, bitch.